Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. Welcome to another episode of the Nick Ish Podcast. I am not Mo. Once again, our uh, the the third member of our trifecta has uh, come down with the beast, aka Kobe, for a third time. No, no don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. No, 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 we'll we'll never get a guest. No, no, we're gonna keep this in. Now, obviously, people, listeners. Our partner actually took a, a, a well-deserved vacation. He's out in the West Coast enjoying a good time. Hanging so, off a cliff, apparently. Yeah, he's a, I'm just like, yo, what's the Zoom password? He's like, yo, I'm on a cliff. I was like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> but what's the password? <laughs> he's like, but no, that's he, the password, hanging off a cliff. Yo, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, he's out there having fun. We over here holding it down. Um, a lot to talk about, bro. I mean, we had, um, obviously, the lottery just happened tonight, and... Depending on who you talk to, and obviously there's like the usual suspects on Nick's Twitter that are like the chicken littles, you know what I mean? They're just like going to panic about everything, you know what I mean? And they're pissed that like, oh, we stayed at 11. I was like, yo, that's just, that's just you not understanding math. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Let, 72 let's, let's, is bigger than 4%, guys. Like 6%, whatever we had. I think it was an 8% chance at the top four. Like, yo, it was weird, man. I, I saw like the, 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 the percentages. It was like. Each pick at one, two, three, four, we had a two percent chance each at those, at those, right, and right. then five to ten, we had a zero percent chance at, and then it goes to like eleven, which is seventy-two percent. And like, like Nafi said, if you guys can't fucking do math, seventy-two is greater than nine percent, eight percent. Exactly, it was a much greater chance. Like we fell from eleven, I think, than like stayed. I think it was twelve percent right? chance to go at twelve. Yo, exactly. So, yeah, fuck that. You know what I mean? So, I, that's all I was caring about. Like, I wasn't like, it's always good to have hope. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we, we jump into the top four, we get a number one pick, but we the Knicks. You know what I mean? All I was hoping for, I all I cared about. It, like... I was All I cared about was, like, seeing, like, those first four cards. You know what I mean? On the fucking, uh, when, when the dude's just like, oh, at 14, it's whatever. Mark fuck. Williams. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So, as soon as I got to 11, I was like, I'm going to be happy if we're still here. I'm going to be ecstatic if we're not. Because if, if, like, we weren't at 11, that means we moved up during the top four. I think I saw right. somebody tweet that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. If we didn't get to 11, you go to top four. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, initial takeaway I'd say is I ain't mad at it. But uh, my boy hit me up. He was like, fuck. <laughs> he was basically just like, yo, fuck, we stayed at 11. I was like, it's all good. We just package it with Julius and our Dallas pick in 2023. Let's go get SGA. You know what I mean? Just the, I feel like the options are still on the table. Yeah. It, it's, it, the 11th pick, like, honestly, with, with the teams like us, there's players who have been picked at, at these later lottery picks, and it's just about what you can do with with the pick. Now, like you said, we could package it out for another player. We could possibly even move up in the draft or we've seen yeah. our team get creative, maybe even move down. Like who knows what we could do with the, with the, you know, all these possibilities, but gotcha. um, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. I think I think in general though, like even outside of the Knicks, the the draft ended up being pretty like evened out. Like I think teams ended up where more or less they were going to end up like I know Rockets fans really wanted that number 1 pick, but like they ended up in the top 4, you know, the Magic Top four, OKC top four. Like there wasn't any like New Orleans Pelicans Zion type of like you know yeah. like shock. So, I mean the Kings moving up. 
that was that was a little surprising. That yeah. was definitely a little surprising. But I'm yeah. just like, okay, Adam Silver just throwing a Vivek Ranadiva bone or whatever. The the, the Indian owner. Sabonis was hype, bro, when he saw that. <laughs> I was I like, somebody, why'd you pick the, Sabonis? The like, fell down, right? Oh yeah, Sabonis. It was like the Kings went up and then the Pacers went down. So I could yeah. see Sabonis being petty. Okay, all right. I'll yeah, I, honestly, it's low key kind of beneficial for like the Knicks because most of the Eastern Conference teams were towards the end of the. The spectrum. A lot of those other higher teams were the Western Conference teams. I think the highest one was like the Magic. Uh, mm. The mix of the Magic don't really have like a beef going on, so nothing crazy. Don't think so fuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's someone, someone who's beefing with us, right? I mean, shit, bro. I mean, uh, Orlando fired Clifford. I bet you Tibbs hates him for that. You know what I mean? So that's his bestie. I don't know how these some, old white some, men get down somehow. So they tight. <laughs> you never know. Shout man. out to Tibbs for being front row and looking like his old curmudgeon self. You know what I mean? Like they showed us get the fucking eleven and they go to West, then they go to fucking Tibbs, and I'm just like, why do they got to do that? Why they got to get pissed me off for that second? You know what I mean? I forgot about Tibbs all this entire time. I was in that mindset where like, yo, the Giants just drafted Kayvon Thibodeau. Maybe you know we're gonna mean? get some good luck, right? <laughs> but. That's the only tips we acknowledge from now on this there summer. You, you know what I mean? The he, he who shall not be named. So we're going to go with Thibodeau. Um, Tom Thibodeau. But uh, all right, anything else with the lottery? Is there any kind of prospects you want? I know we, we haven't really dug into our draft like kind of content. There's a lot of good content out there. Yo. Like Shout out to people like at the Strickland that are doing like that, the, the prospect scouting or whatever. We're non-experts, but we'll still watch them. You know what I mean? We'll still try to get like a, a read on what these p- prospects are like. And, I mean, I'll be honest, the most I've seen out of all the guys mentioned are dudes we have no shot at, like the Apollo, Benchero, and uh, Chet Holgram, Holmgram, whatever the fuck. Um, ca- talented prospects, so, you know, OKC in Orlando. Hopefully they don't, you know, fuck that up um, whenever they get them. But, uh, yeah, any guys you, you kind of eyeing, at least in that 11 round or – not eleven round, eleven range. My bad. Um, there was someone. I'm actually trying to. I'm trying to remember his. Uh, his name. I think it was like Benedict. Uh, he he played. I feel like he played in the final four. He was pretty good. He's like a wing player. I think. I think what what the Knicks should do. I, I don't want to really go into like specifically like who to get, but I think like the type mm. of player that we should get might be might be a, a better idea. I think um a wing player would be nice. Like I, I know that we do have a stable of wings. This is like a common theme in our podcast that we've been talking about. Right, right, but right. I feel like you just you want to keep investing in that. Oh, Benedict Benedict uh, Matherin. Now if he <laughs> falls to eleven. That from Arizona, that kid was he's he's he has a good touch. I like him. If if he falls, did Matherin uh, though, like just, just just look. That's a powerful name, brother. He's a, he's a good guy, and he'd be fun as a Nick, right? Exactly. You get, imagine, you like a, imagine you get Benedict Matherin, and you got a team full of guys named Quentin Grimes, Benedict Matherin, like Rowan Barrett are, Jr., Cam Obadiah. Like, these names are insane, but Obadiah Benedict and Rowan, bro, that's a. That's a fucking. That's the mob from the prohibition era. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, I don't really bro. see the Knicks going for. I don't see them going for a center at that high of a pick. It just doesn't make sense. It's possible, but I don't. I don't see the way they've been investing in rim runners. I don't. I don't see them going for like something there. So I feel like it's either that or a guard, like a wing player or a guard. And right, right. I don't like the guards around eleven. So I feel like they could end up gonna go for, going for a wing. You know. Let's I mean, see though. I know when, uh, when we had Tommy, shout out to Tommy, friend of the pod, uh, hell of a great episode in our last episode. But yes, uh, he had sir. mentioned, or I think one of the questions we posed was just like, you know, as far as Mitch Robinson and like this draft coming up, whether it would be smart to like kind of draft or rookie controlled like a contract at the center position, a.k.a. one of these prospects around that 11 to 14 range. So I go to Tankathon and one of the names they got, or the, the name they got us going with at 11 is um, 
kid from Kentucky, Jalen Duran. <laughs> so I haven't looked into him yet. Mm, but right, I mean, right. Durant, big man, center from Kentucky. The connections are there. That's been said ad, ad nauseum about the Knicks in Kentucky. Um, I don't, I can't speak to wh- what the kid is like as a prospect, but I mean, after hearing Tommy out and just kind of like, you know, what I mean, weighing what he was saying as far as Mitch, I do kind of see, uh, I see the validity in like getting like a young center for four years on a rookie contract at that eleven range if we do keep that pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, aside from that, yeah, well, obviously in the coming weeks we'll get into the draft and shit. But uh, any other, any other Lotto thoughts? Not just the Knicks, but just like any other kind of thoughts on any of the teams in the Lotto or. Um, I mean, I, I feel like we went over it. I feel like we, we got the idea that, like, everyone kind of, like, stuck to where we, where we thought they would. It wasn't anything that, that surprising, right? Did, were you surprised by anything? I mean, I feel – I don't feel bad for Rockets fans, but, damn, falling to, like, third, like, that – you lose that many I mean, games, you know? You you, you want, like, a, a consolation prize. But the Rockets – I mean, I get it. I mean, I feel bad for any fan base that faces any kind of disappointment just because, I guess, I don't know, I'm not a sociopath. But also with the Rockets, like, bro, they had, like, a decade plus of just, like you – know Good I mean? basketball. Like, Yo, yeah. they, they were flourishing, bro. They had fucking Chris Paul, Dwight Howard, not to mention James Harden on their franchise. Like, Sheesh. Not, 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 I, ain't feel, I ain't crying no tears for them. I feel for, bad for the fans, but the Rockets franchise? No. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, yeah, honestly – I'm, 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 I'd say I, I come away from this draft kind of happy. Like, you know, the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference teams like the Hornets, the Pacers, uh, they, their picks weren't too high. So, you know, as long as they're not getting some generational talent, <laughs> I'll be okay. Let me, I saw somebody mention something that, like, of the teams that, like, so I think Portland got number seven, right? I believe so. And I think Dame, he was up there at the lottery. Excuse yeah, me. he was. So Dame was up there. Uh, representing obviously and it seems like I mean I don't know we've seen crazy shit happen in the NBA before but if he, if he was just to like leave after like representing them at the lottery that'd be kind of weird but it seems like they're trying to go through with like trying to retool around Dame and I saw somebody mention that like the teams in front of Portland they all kind of are good at the guard position and a name that's been really floated along as far as like elite guards in this draft is Jaden Ivey who's more of a shooting guard type he's been compared to John Morant I haven't seen this kid either, but, like, his flashes, his highlights are crazy, bro. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, if Portland has that seventh pick and we got 11, you know what I mean? I think there might be a deal there if they're trying to, like, improve around Dame. You see where I'm going with this is, like, we take a Julius Randle on 11, move up to seven, and I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to look at their roster to see what vets they got. But I feel like that could be some kind of framework of a trade, you know what I mean? So, you know, Honestly, we don't even Julius. have to. We don't have to even stop at Portland. We could look at other teams like the Pistons too, and like we have mm. something they want. I mean, I'm not saying definitely trade Mitchell Robinson, but yo, they got Cade Cunningham. They don't really need. They don't have a need for someone like uh, Jaden Ivey. So that's another possibility. Or even the Pacers, exactly. where I know the Pacers and the Knicks don't have a lot of trades going on, but hey, they don't really need a point guard. They got Tyrese Halliburton. They got uh, Malcolm Brogdon, barring they don't move Good him. Point. So. To be honest, like five, six, seven. I'm not saying trade into four, but even the fourth pick, the Sacramento Kings, they have De'Aaron Fox. I don't. Mm. I Jaden Ivey could fall. You, you, you're right. Like, yeah. So, so I'm just, you know, what I mean, just looking at that, I'm like, yo, it might be. You know, what I mean, like, so that kind of brings me to the question. We could kind of move off the lotto talk and talk about, you know, NBA play, NBA playoff basketball. But do you think it's more likely? If a trade were to happen, you think it's more likely it's for a trade up for a prospect or a trade for a veteran piece? What do you think is more likely with that 11th pick? 
if the if we're talking about using the eleventh pick, I'm just gonna say trade up, just because mm. I feel like the teams that would give up a veteran, I don't I don't think they're looking for the eleventh pick. They're looking for like a, a more like reasonable, like something that will make a difference. I don't really mm. see a difference maker like that at eleven. I see more of like a high end role player at its best, if anything. But right. I, I definitely see the potential for the Knicks to move up because there's two options here. Like I, I think you know, shout out to Knicks Film School. They were talking about uh, you know, on their cap or no cap, they they talk about some potential trades and stuff, and they're mentioning how um. Uh, the Knicks are have been acquiring all these assets, getting second round picks, players like Cam Reddish and whatnot. They could be possibly looking to move up in the draft instead of trading all their picks and trading for someone like Donovan Mitchell and developing a star in house. And that guy right, could right. be Jaden Ivey. Like, I see. I think it's possible if they really like Jaden Ivey, if they work this guy out, they'll make the calls to to move up potentially. So, yeah, and, I, that, and you know what? I'm gonna like. I think I'm gonna side with you and like yo, like you said, shout out to Nick Film School because yo, the cap or no cap work they do, especially Jeremy Cohen. Like if y'all, if y'all, if people people listen to us, they definitely probably listen to Nick Film School. But if y'all not, just go. You know, what I mean, they're they're doing good work over there. But that's a good point as far as just like the um. I think I just lost my train of thought. Fuck it. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> um, I, I think we're I, we're saying that trading up would be dope, you know, for a player like Jaden Ivey. So there let's, you go. I feel there like I feel like we're trying to cram a lot of um, speculation into these into these few minutes, but we're gonna have a few weeks to talk about the, yeah, the draft. Yeah, I mean, we're fans, bro. Reckless speculation—that's our thing. But now nah, <laughs> I was just gonna give them credit and just like, yeah, I mean, shit. Um, all right. So do we want to talk about? I know we just saw the game. For for our listeners, we're actually recording this like near midnight right now on a Tuesday night. So if y'all are listening to this tomorrow on Wednesday or I don't know whenever the hell we post this, like <laughs> most not gonna like what I just said, but <laughs> <laughs> whenever we post it, if y'all are listening, then Miami has already beat uh, Boston at home in the first game of the East Conference Finals. Forty Burger from Jimmy Butler. Sheesh. Yo, my wallet. Thanks you, Jimmy. Woo! <laughs> you seen Goodfellas, right? With, yes, um, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking when uh, what's his face? Henry Hill is in the shower and he's just like yelling, Jimmy! Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> that was me, bro. As soon as I seen you got 40. Woo! Anyway, um, you know, for the degenerate talk, um, you want to talk about Milwaukee and this, that Boston series and kind of like, I mean, they are the defending champs. I feel like it's only appropriate we touch on that, right? So, what's your takeaway from that series? Because, um, I know at one point you were saying they would curb stop Boston, right? But, yes. Uh, they didn't have Middleton and to be fair, I think one of us, I don't know, I think we were all kind of in agreement without Middleton, it would be a tough series. Mm-hmm. So it got to seven. Um, but, yeah, what's your takeaway from that, just, like, as far as, like, you know, that series, that game seven, and just, you know, Milwaukee in general. Like, what do you make uh, of just what happened? Honestly, I wish. I wish the the Bucks could have made it through. But I feel like, a, you know, a good barometer of, like, how the NBA feels about stuff like this or how everything is trending is, like, checking out NBA Twitter and seeing how hard, like, someone's getting roasted. And, like, I didn't mm. see too much, like, Giannis slander. I, I, like, you know, like, how are you going to slander this man after, you know, winning a championship last year, finals MVP, up, you know, did better with his game this year, ended up top three in the MVP voting again. And, you know, like, you're playing without Middleton. It's tough. I feel like I feel like this this series it just kind of proves to to the bucks that they do have to do some retooling in their in their roster mm-hmm. and it's not like some like a big splash or something but move around a f- few players like see what they can do because with these nba teams the work is never done like you get giannis and you have um, a defensive player like drew holiday but 
the work the work is never done. And the, the Celtics kind of showed that where they had a good one-two punch with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, one working off the other. And then, man, you got to shout out the rest of the role players because, you know, that's what the, the playoffs are all about. Like, yeah, you need – you it's like you need the superstars to play, to, to, to enter into, into the conversation. And the role players are what push you and win those extra games. So. You need the other franchise or team to just be like, who the fuck is XYZ? Exactly. Because like I know Milwaukee fans will all just say, yo, who the fuck is Grant Williams? Exactly. <laughs> this guy is That's built like a – bro, Grant Williams is built like Todd Gibson, bro. I was so surprised seeing <laughs> this guy Gibson cook. if he was like six months long you know, on his third like, trimester. <laughs> so I was like astonished. Like this guy is giving them the work. Like I seen those memes. It's like – you know, I could see you losing your girl to a real player like uh, like Usher or someone else, but you losing it to R. Kelly? Like, come <laughs> on, man! Like, you losing to Grant Williams? Come Bro. on! Like, I mean, ooh. I think what it just boils down to is like exactly as we pretty much all thought. Like, a lot of people that was like, especially me, I'm, I count myself as one of them. Is like the only reason I was thinking Milwaukee would win. It was all just gonna be like Giannis. Giannis you know what I mean, yep. but. It got to a point where it's just like Middleton's absence, especially against the Celtics, because if you look historically, he actually cooks against the Celtics, like mm-hmm. regular season and playoffs. Yep. So it would have been a good matchup for him. And like, honestly, he's probably their best, like, kind of playmaker aside from Giannis, Yo, obviously. Defensive body, too, man. Like, exactly. he, he's six, eight, six, nine. He's I one mean, of the guys who's going to be guarding Tatum, Tatum and Brown. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so I mean, but the very fact they took it to seven, I don't think they have anything to be ashamed about. Oh, I mean, obviously, no, the defending no, champs, no. you know what I mean? But you're right, though. There was people that, like, weren't shitting on Giannis, but there were also people that were just like, oh, people compare Giannis to LeBron, but, like, now, you know what I mean, LeBron went to the finals every year. I'm just like, yeah. that's fair, I guess. Because, like, Giannis yeah, was kind of getting that talk about being like, oh, it's just his league now. But it goes shows to show you how, you how, yo, it just shows is, how right? tough and how impressive, but not only LeBron did, but what Steph did with the Warriors. You know what I mean? Going to the finals, like, every year. You know what I mean? It's tough. Yo, so. my, friend, my friend pointed something out. This year's champion will make the fifth new champion. Because if you think wow. about it, it was the it was the Warriors, the Raptors, mm. the Lakers. Uh, last year the Bucks, and then this year makes five. So it's the first oh, yeah, time yeah. in a while where in five years we have a variety of champions, and like one's coming from the East, one's coming from the West. Like it's the ball is up for anyone right now. So this is this is oh. interesting, man. Yeah, I mean it's for like. I feel like this might be just kind of like a little like little blip in the NBA history timeline because you know the NBA is always just like the powerhouses. You know what I mean? Right. They always win. Dynasties. It's kind of like parody. You know what I mean? It's almost like almost like the NFL NFL ish. You know what I mean? Yep. Where it's just like every year it's just like a new competitive field. It's a lot more volatile, but I mean, yeah, yo, NBA viewership has gone up because this is what fans mm. want to see. No, and no one like as much as we love LeBron, as much as we love Steph. You know, you don't want to turn on the game and just know, yeah, Steph's gonna cook. Yeah, LeBron's gonna cook. It's like. What's gonna happen here? Like I like you know the Mavs Sun series jumping into that. Like it's like Booker versus Doncic, and you know everyone has their own dog in the fight. A lot of people are like you know the Suns are the number one seed, but Luca's the future of the NBA. But it felt like an actual fight there, you know, because like you don't yeah. know who's gonna come out. And man, shout out Luca for shutting up that Suns team, man. The Sun slander, the bro, the Sun slander is like. You know when your when your mom is like deep frying like fried foods and stuff, and the bowl, <laughs> the oil is like sizzling out the pan and shit. Oh yeah. my god, bro! These guys have been getting cooked, like, bro. And it was just like the funniest shit I seen. It was like yesterday. There was a quote from Chris Paul like a year ago. It's like, yo, I'm addicted to going to the finals. Oh, and somebody retweeted your quote. I don't know who it was. It was just like, good to see he's one year in the recovery. <laughs> I see that. Oh, my guy. 
Patrick Beverly woke up at 4 a.m. to hit every single ESPN show. He is the player hater of the year, bro. How this guy got kicked out in the first round (laughs) to just come back and roast CP3. Like, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I thought it was hilarious he did that all yesterday, but then he went back today. <laughs> he came back off for his take, and he was going toe-to-toe with J.J. Redick, who like, he played with Chris Paul for a bit, so he's obviously trying to fan like oh, the Clippers, I mean? yeah. They, I saw like a clip that was having like a back-and-forth about Harden. Yo, Pat Beverly, I didn't it, really agree with a lot of what he was saying, but he just don't give a fuck, and I got to respect that on some level. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, <laughs> bro, he plays against these guys. Like, if we're allowed to talk shit every single night about these players, like a guy who plays against them, like, come on, he, he could say something. Like, he, right, he right. did have some egregious takes talking about uh, they should have benched Chris Paul for Alfred Payton. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Like, sure, that's when you know NBA Twitter, <laughs> set, like, slander has gone way it, too far. But it's interesting to see. Themselves. It's interesting to see the, see the dynamics because – you see, like, the players like Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, mm. J.J. Redick, these guys who have played in, like, the Olympic Games and, like, on the higher echelon of, like, NBA players, they're siding with Chris Paul because they know this guy better. And the other guys who are, like, you know, doing the dirty work, Patrick Beverly or whatnot, they're, like, against right, right. them. Like, it's it's cool, the dynamics in the NBA. <laughs> I love how you mean, like, people, I'm not saying, like, you know, just anybody in particular, but there's, you know, there's how always with people that are talking about, like, Yo, I hate how players are so friendly nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, this is what we want, you know what I mean? Like it's it's the new age version of what went on yep. in the nineties when like there was beef. Now we're in the internet age when there's like a TV show at every like twenty four hour television. Low key, much media, more toxic. You know I mean? at, at least in the nineties, you just let it out on the court, fight each other, and call it a day. Now it's like yeah. subtweets and like exactly, bro. <laughs> and then the fans now we know way more about these people. You know what I mean? It humanizes them. So now it's just like bro, the amount of the sides, camera you know angles I mean? we have every single footage from every. Bro, we watched Booker say Luca special, which we would have never seen in in mm. the old NBA. We got to see um uh, Luca come back and call him a pussy. Like we got to see like <laughs> so, like the nitty gritty of their beef. Remember, we got to see Luca after the game say like, "Oh, they all love talking shit when they up, right? Like, oh, everyone yo, loves to talk." Luca's a real yo, bro. Luca is stamped for me, bro. I feel like, like we we, this... we gotta give him some more time on the pod. Right nah, now, this he... is the Luca power hour right now. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it, because I'm even just get. It's gonna sound mad, mad weird. But I'm getting goosebumps to talk about it, cause like, yo, it's. I, I don't think we want some legendary shit, bro. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I, I think we want some legendary shit, just as far as like him being this young and just like being this fucking Dominated. inevitable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he is like if you so if you wanted to like explain to a, a non NBA fan what an NBA superstar is, Luca is is it? He's a superstar. Yeah. He's a yeah. game changer. He's making players like Reggie Bullock on the team better. Dorian Finney Smith, a nobody. He's making them better. He's getting Jalen. And Brunson paid this summer. Mm. Like, Luca's doing everything, man. Bro, and like the thing is, like, yeah, you know, like we're basketball nerds. I mean, I read all them books about Jordan. One of the things that like all these books would say is like that aura Jordan had. Like, he was inevitable. He was, and then you saw the last dance. I mean, we all saw that shit. It's like he. There was a moment where like even if like the Bulls were down or they were up against the corner, you knew Jordan was just about to just go ham. I think Luke was, like, in that conversation, you know what I mean, where he's just like, yo, bro, they're game seven against the fucking Phoenix Suns, 64 wins, you know what I mean? He's just Luka, Defending Western Conference champion, bro. Like, fucking Maxi Kleber is, like, your third option. This is the yeah, first time Luka's out of the first round, man. This is this is a tough, like... Yo, and the thing is, this is not even his, what is this, 18, 19, 20, this is only, like, his fourth or fourth, fifth year. He's you know just, I mean? Bro, he's not even in his contract extension yet. He's bro, about to start his contract extension. 
and he's out there out west. And like you look at the Mavs roster, like it's nothing impressive. It's yeah, nothing. It's really crazy. not. It's just a bunch of role players. It's like kind of like how like that LeBron recipe was. Young LeBron on the Cavs, where it's just like mad role players, and then y'all just gonna dominate. But the role but players that, on the Mavs have been doing well. I'll facts. give them that. And yo, shout out to Jason Kidd. I know I didn't personally want him as a coach of the Knicks, Same. just Same. because of all the horror stories you hear about him. Same. But he he brought man. it together, man. He he yo, got it facts. together he, for them. I mean, shit, man. I mean, I guess coaches do improve, despite what Thibodeau would like have us believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J- Jason Kidd had a few stops at uh, at Brooklyn and Milwaukee, and it, it looked rocky. But hey, maybe that experience with LeBron on the Lakers really brought something. Because man, he you, you see some of the plays on the side. Like I fuck what I like about Jason Kidd is he's involved in the game, getting involved mm-hmm. in the defensive sets, setting offensive sets, and then even after the game, he's talking shit with the players. Because it's <laughs> it's a it's a joint win man that's like overcoming something like that that's what this the nba is about like yo, being fact, the underdog fact. you know coming out and like like getting the people who talk shit like yo the suns i and personally i'm gonna say it, i love chris paul i think he's a great point guard oh God, i oh love God. devin Bro- i really thought devin brooker and jason tatum before this season were like on even hills and jason tatum mm. has superseded him devin brooker has fallen from from uh you know stardom but you know at the end of the day like they're talking shit up zero, like two zip, like nothing happened, bro. I thought y'all embodied Kobe and shit. Bro, like, don't, what, what's all the really shit talking? Really had me like pissed off, not pissed off, but like I was just like, ooh, that's gonna come back to haunt you. It was like that press conference when it was like Booker and like CP3 were like smirking, damn near like like giggling about Luca or some shit. You know what I mean? Just like being disrespectful. I'm just like, it reminds me of like D Wade and LeBron like kind of climbing maps. Dirk being yep. sick, and then Dirk just came in like the Terminator. Bro, and then yo, I love you seen the screen cap. It's just like Luca just smiling yep, at Booker, yep. and Booker's not even looking. I was like, ah, he's in his head. Booker is shook, bro. I know that look when you're not even trying to look at the dude that's being a dickhead to you. You just like, ah, he owns you, me. I'm usually you now. gotta let your game do the talking, and they didn't do that. Right. Honestly, <laughs> man, this is karma for the Suns. Like they've been doing victory laps since they won that Western Conference. Like I feel like before they won the Western Conference last year, they were a very likable team. Like you know, yeah, they had yeah. some good luck for them. Shit happens, but. Since then, they did, like, a celebration to win the Western Conference. Like, okay, good for you. You didn't win the chip. And then after this year, they did, like, a whole victory tour. Like, I get it. You guys are the number one seed in the NBA, but you guys didn't do shit last year. Like, it's great to make it to the Western Conference Finals, but, like, come on, man. Like, you guys can't be running around like you fucking just won the NBA. Like, and they got humbled. They really got humbled this year. I feel like with the the Suns, I'm going to pat myself on the back just because, like, Going all the way back to preseason last year, I was like, I ain't too high on the Suns. You know what I mean? I thought that'd be fifth or fourth seed. So this right. whole season, I'm just like, damn. All right, I guess I was wrong as shit. But the right. same kind of cracks that I was, like, anticipating, they weren't there in the regular season. But as soon as the playoffs turned up, right. I was like, damn. Relying on a 37 Chris Paul as your, like, second best player, that's probably not good. Having a center that you did not pay Oof. and try to depend on him. We didn't even start on that yet. Oof. Yo, I mean, shit, bro. I said it way back in the summer. I was like, I think it's going to haunt them, not giving DeAndre Ayton that, that extension. But he you didn't play the happened. last 18. Yeah, he didn't play the last 18 minutes. Like, Yeah, and it was just like, and, uh, Monty Williams was like, yo, this is internal. I was like, <sighs> that boy don't want to put himself on the line for a franchise he's not, you don't want, that doesn't respect him. Yeah. So, I don't know. It was just like. Phoenix, I don't know where they go from here. I think Booker, obviously, he's he's stamped. He's he's a certified star. Um, Chris Paul, I guess, if he's probably gonna come back for another year. I feel like these these guys just. I, I think know. I think it's more like definitely would love some roster configuration. Like every every year, a little roster configuration goes a long way. But I think right, more right. than anything, this team just needs to take a hard look at themselves and really understand what their identity is. Because like. 
who are you guys? Like, what are you? What was that all about? Like, what was this victory lap like? And especially from like you know from Devin Booker, Cameron Johnson, DeAndre Ayton, Cameron Payne, these guys doing dances and shit. I get it. You guys are young. You know that's what this Juju. You know Juju Smith. Like this this generation is just like that. Like our generation, <laughs> my young generation is like that. But you got Chris Paul, Monty Williams, seasoned like as seasoned as it can get. And you guys allowed this shit to happen. It's kind of sad in my opinion. Like. Yeah, I mean, we're Knicks fans here, so I'm just like, I'm just hoping for the demise. Uh, Aiton leaves, Chris Paul falls apart. Much respect to the point guard. Been a long time fan of his work. Love his work. And great, great point guard. Top five point guard ever. But he's 37, about to be going on 38. I hope Booker looks around if, like, the Knicks kind of don't get their own star this summer and Book starts looking around. He got to call his former agent, Leon, and see what's good. You know what yep, I mean? So. Yep. That's what I'm rooting for. But, hey, um, and then and then uh, like again, I, I, two shout outs in one episode. But the work that they've been doing with cap or no cap has been amazing. But Nick's film facts. school, Jeremy pointed it out where he's talking about 2026 being a huge free agency year because mm. uh, the NBA is going to renegotiate their deals. Uh, their their uh, what's what's the national deals and whatnot? Yeah, the TV deals. Yeah, show, exactly. Yeah. So the the cap space is going to increase. So a lot of these guys like Devin Booker, instead of extending early, which we've been seeing has been the the general NBA. Just extending the contracts early instead of doing that, I think it's they're gonna. He might just wait till twenty twenty six to to get the contract in a new contract. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely like something to keep an eye on. Um, staying on the West Coast a bit, or do we want to like move to the East Coast? Um, let's talk about West Coast. Yeah, let's talk about West Coast real quick. Just um, Golden State and uh, uh, Luca. I'm just say Luca. You gotta say it. You gotta say it. Luca versus Golden State Warriors. Um, real quick, who you got in that series before we pivot over to uh, to uh, the Eastern Conference Finals? But who you got in that series? I, I, I just have to go with the Warriors just because of, you know, time and time again, we've seen that experience. And, you know, talking about how the last five champions are going to be different. Yo, mm. if Clay Thompson doesn't get injured after that, that Raptors Finals, we could be talking about the Warriors being in the Finals multiple times since then. So I, I just feel like if they have an opportunity, especially with a rejuvenated Jordan Poole and getting these young guys in, in the offense, like I feel like I just can't say no to a team of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson. That being said, I think the Mavs pose a real great threat because they feel like I feel like they have a rhythm and synergy within their team. The, the guys know their roles. They know what they're supposed to do, and Jason Kidd's been doing a hell of a job, but I I think it still ends up being Warriors in, like, I want to say, like, six games, six, yeah, maybe I'll, seven I'll, games. I'm leaning towards the same way. Warriors in six, but one thing I'm really going to watch is, unlike Phoenix, that kind of had, like, a.k.a., you know, the, our phrase, stable of wings. They had Mikael Bridges. They had Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder. Guys like that, those bodies to throw at Luka, which didn't help anyway. I don't think Golden State has anybody like that. Clay isn't that guy anymore defensively. No. Draymond, I don't know if they want to exert that energy of his because he's so important to being an anchor of their entire defense, basically being the quarterback of the defense. I don't know if they want him like, yo, go go lock up Luka. Right. I mean, if this was Draymond like six years ago, maybe, yeah. But right, right. that's what I'm really watching because I feel like yeah, Luka's a killer, bro. I mean, yeah. I'll, I, I, I don't want to say I love the Warriors, but I'm a big fan of, like, I, I fuck with the Warriors. You know what I mean? I'm, like, rooting for Steph Curry. He's a super likable guy. Likable for me because I love the fact that he shit talks and, like, shows people up when they shoot threes. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm an asshole, too, in that way. But Luka, bro, I don't know, man. I, we might be watching something that, like, hasn't been seen before. It's going to be like, an interesting series. Yo, it might. 
Low key, I'm gonna call my shot right now. This is a long shot prediction. I feel like in this Warriors Conference Final series, Luca's gonna have his equivalent of uh, LeBron versus Detroit Pistons when he had like 25 points in that quarter. I think Luca's gonna have one of those moments in this finals that's gonna be like, yo, this I, man, I, this is his league. You know what I mean? I, I mean, if I was a betting man, the Luca overs through the series might be the move, just because, like you said, if the, the, you know, the, <laughs> if you're a betting man, <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep it PG, you know. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Family, family stuff. <laughs> betting, what's that? The game's a skill. <laughs> Haram. <laughs> I'm saying I agree with you. The, the 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 Warriors' defense is not. There's a lot to be desired there. I'm not too confident yeah. in them, but I, with the same breath, I'm gonna say, man. Steve Kerr, the Warriors offense, they're smart. They will know how mm. to target Luka because as much as we love Luka, he is not the greatest defender. And they, the Suns were not able to take advantage of that. But Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole, these are guys who can exploit those flaws. So I think regardless, it's going to be an interesting-ass series. And I'm, I'm honestly excited to see Luka take that next step because the Bro. NBA is in his hands. Like, it's his. It's this in his like palms. the exact opposite of how I felt last year when people were trying to crown Trey Young. They're like, yo, is, Trey, is Luka really better than Trey Young? And I was just it, like... Y'all were ridiculous. His like, road I couldn't to the believe Eastern, what I was hearing at that time a year ago. His road to the Eastern Conference didn't feel real because uh, a lot of those, like, a lot of the teams that they curb stomped were just easy teams, easy outs. But the Mavs, man, us, uh, we playing Alpha Payton playoff minutes, bro. Like, Young Simmons, don't get no props for beating it was us. Uh, it was us and then the, the Sixers that imploded. Like we watched, like like it was such an anomaly that the player from that team that imploded literally left. For not like for James Harden and shit like yeah, it, and then he imploded in another team. You it, know what I mean? So like what, I ain't gonna get. You know what I mean? So like exactly. that shit last year where tra- they were like, oh, the Luca for Trey Young trade. I think we're nah, gonna have to nah, revisit it. No, revisit that shit now because Cameron Reddish, Cam Reddish is on the Knicks now. Trey Young is not nearly as good as Luca is. You know what I mean? Because I get it. Like I feel like I don't know what part it was, but um, some of the kind of pushback on Luca at least at first was just like, and I respect it. it was like. People not fucking with the idea of like the quote unquote great white hope. You know what I mean? Like, oh, right, right. white kid. But now at this point, it's undeniable. Bro. No, he's like, special, it, man. He's you, special, bro. Like, you, if you watch ball, you love ball, and you see what Luke is doing, bro. Like, I, I can't. The I don't strides, how you watch the strides that, like, first of all, the, the thing that's impressive about Luca is he comes into the NBA already great, like, looking looking the part, everything. Prodigy. And the strides that he's made, like, people want to, like, his three-point shooting has improved vastly in the last three years. Like, he, it, it's been an uphill battle from him. Like, he, like, did not make it past the first round twice, and the first time he makes it out, he earned that shit, bro. He fought tooth and nail and earned that shit, so lot, lots of respect to Luca. Facts, and it's also just like I want. I want to give him like that credit as far as like how immense of a talent he is. It's almost Shaq like, and my 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 point there is that like it's been three, four summers straight of Luca in off season. Everybody, every time that, that it's the summer, every Dallas reporter is like, "Oh, Luca's kind of out of shape. He needs to get back into shape." Just exactly how it was with Shaq. Shaq would use the off season to get fat and then get play his way back into shape. And the biggest thing about Shaq was always like, "Yo, if he had the determination, he could have been the greatest of all time." Luca. He's damn near scratching the surface as probably the greatest young player we've seen since LeBron and MJ. Mm-hmm. And he still has a habit of, like, partying too much in the summer and taking it easy. Because you know why? He knows he's nice like that. And I, I was like, yo, it's legendary shit we're going to look back on in, like, a decade, 15 years from now. Because, like, his quote when he was a rookie was just like, yo, it's actually easier in the NBA than international. Mm-hmm. 10, 15 years, that might be on a plaque in his Hall of Fame, like, you know, in the Hall of Fame and uh, wherever the fuck the NBA Hall of Fame is, he, that's the Hall of Fame is, whatever. <laughs> the comparison to Shaq, like, he's been dominant if you're talking about guards. Like, there's no answer mm-hmm. for Luka. Like, you can slow him down a little bit, but he's going to find a way around it. And 
man, l- lots of respect. And I feel like like we could cap this off by just saying, hey, if Porzingis was on this team, we would sound way different about this no, whole no. thing. No, no credit to the Mavs, nothing. But, uh, you know, the savior of the Knicks franchise, Frank Nilakina, was on there. So I yes, know sir, of- yo. Let me do my victory lap. Yeah, me- that's, that's why I set it yo. up for you. I, I, yo, I set it up for you. Alley hoop, I appreciate you. I you an alley hoop like Frank Nilakina. Even though I'm salty, I'm not, I'm not a big Frank <laughs> fan, but, you know, I got to throw my props to my fellow Knicks friends. Yo, so... I'm going to make it brief because, like, obviously, but, but, uh, the, us Frank supporters, I'm going to speak for us as a congregation. You know what I mean? I'm going I'm to represent the our Frank party. Hive. The, the, the Frank, Frank Hive. Frank Hive. Brother, Frank Hive. Represent. You know what I mean? Card-carrying members of 2017. Ask about it. Um, <laughs> With Frank, the biggest thing us supporters always said was, like, we don't think he's a star or a superstar or whatever. He's like, yo, give him playing time. Play him in the right role because his defense is worth, like, counting on. And hopefully grow him into a role where he could be a complimentary offensive piece. Because it was obviously past his rookie year. I was past the point of thinking he could be like, oh, he's not going to live up to being an eighth overall pick. But he could be a useful, good player. A 3 and D, like, switchable wing slash guard that could play one, two, and three. And if that shot ever came around. And I feel like it would have came around in the Knicks if, one, we didn't have Fizzo, and, two, if, like, you know what I mean, he actually got consistent playing time. You know what I mean? If he was actually developed. Knicks handled his development very poorly. Exactly. Sure. He he got done wrong. And not to say he's not totally, you know, not to blame. But there's you know a mean? lot of liability on the Knicks' part, for yeah, sure. Like, yeah, they exactly. didn't handle so, their asset properly. Exactly. So, like, the people that were, like, straight up shitting on Frank, I'm going to just flat out <laughs> say exactly what I've been saying at the time. I've been a little bit more, you know, pragmatic, a little bit more diplomatic. But, like, nah, if you literally saw Frank play, like, not you, bro. But, like, just the more extreme Frank haters. These people thought he was a scrub. You don't know what the fuck you're watching. I, simple and plain. I don't know if that sounds snobby, but it, the proof is in the pudding. He held, like, what? Devin Booker and Chris Paul to like three Devin Booker like, and Chris Paul actually exactly combined, those aren't actually. just like ho hum names that's the best backcourt in the league right now probably you know what I mean yeah I mean a lot of it I will say was just Devin Booker and Chris Paul definitely just being shit because they literally played shit nah in the world that's Frank that's Frank Frank <laughs> Scotty Pippen that's Frank get out of here but, get out of here you know I'm, I'm gonna agree with you I'm gonna say that you have to give Frank some props because you know um just playing that role, being pivotal in a rotation, like regardless of what he was in the rotation, he was part of the Mavs rotation. He was a key integral part of them winning. But, you know, the role that he's in is a very niche role. And I'm glad and, you know, I'm really happy that he found that role in the NBA. But he's kind of playing behind like literally three guards, like three point guards. And there's like not a lot of NBA situations where you got Luka Doncic, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Jalen Brunson before you. So I'm glad that... It worked on both ends for the Mavs and for um for Frank, but I'm gonna give one last Nick shout out on this team to Reggie Bullock, man. Mm. I know we wish he could be that for us, but Luca has really unlocked something in this guy. And shout out to him for for going from last year to making it here, man. And I, I I'm rooting for them. Like I think the Warriors are gonna win, but I'm rooting for the Mavs. Like it's not Porzingis, bro. These are likable guys. Theo Pinson. Exactly, like... bro. I'm so glad they made that trade, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. the only person on the team I don't, I guess I don't fuck with is Spencer Dinwiddie just because he's a dickhead. Yeah, and he's but I like him more on the Mavs, if I'm being honest. I like him more. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's like, yeah, you. he cool as, like, He's like the I mean? third like, string, you know? He's, it exactly. goes Luka. I like him as, like, Luka's groupie. You know what exactly, I mean? Like, exactly. It, like, like, figuratively speaking, he's like the dude that carries Luka's weed. I mean, it feels like a rap on trial. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Fuck Spencer Dinwiddie anyway. The man talked mad, like, shit Hot about shit. For what? Mad hot I don't shit. Know. 
I don't know. And then what? He went to wa- Washington. Man thought he was hot shit. Man thought he was going to go in there, be the culture changer, and everybody hated him. He got traded so within half a season. He got traded within half a season. Exactly. How you get hated that much? You signed a three-year deal, and you're out in half a season, bro. Yeah, it, it was a lot of it was because of locker room stuff. But, hey, man, the Mavs got a formula, and it's working for them. So let's yeah, see how far I mean, it bro, takes them. I'm let's just trying to hate on Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm, like, with first you. Of all, I'm with you. <laughs> first of all, his name is Spencer. What kind of net? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Spencer. Um, uh, all right, so I mean, we could close it up. We could close it up with the last game, you know. The, the... Well, we could close it with the last game, or we could just leave it at like, yo, we just we just bigged up Frank. Now I'm kidding. <laughs> um, shout out to Jimmy Butler, bro. Jimmy Butler. Forty points. I know we hit at it, uh, hit on it. Um, no Kyle Lowry, by the way. No Kyle Lowry, but then again, to be fair, Boston and have Marcus Smart or Al Horford, right? Who, who I think he got COVID symptoms. He might be I out game so, two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was really impressive because it was down like ten going into half. I think like roughly, right? Something like that. Um, and then like that first quarter was just looking ugly. It looked like Boston just they was ready for the moment, but nah, bro. I think in in, in the Eastern Conference side of things, I think Miami takes it in uh, six. I think um, Boston didn't get lucky because the name of the game in the playoffs is not like who's playing but who's surviving, aka like right. who could get through their injuries. So I'm not gonna take away from the fact that they, you know, they beat the defending champs. But you know, it's a lot different when you know what I mean. You you're going up against Eric Spolstra as opposed to Budenholzer. Right. You know what I mean. So that's my takeaway. I think Miami's gonna take it in six. But uh, wh- wh- what do you think of tonight's game and the series as a whole? I think tonight's game was a tough one, man. I, I think uh, the Celtics are a little bit slow to start from what we've seen. Like, I think Ime takes a little bit of time to adjust. Like, not a lot of time, but the first game we've seen them kind of like, at least against the Bucks, I believe they lost, right? The first, I don't, I don't know, maybe I may be wrong on that, but. I think, yeah, I think uh, they lost that game. I, I just, I think, I think it's going to be a tough series to call. I, I, I want to go with the Celtics just because I feel like they have Tam and Brown, and that's just. It's a recipe for fun, you know, like those are two real players and, you know, the rest of the role players have been really doing their thing. But, you know, the lo- the loss of Al Horford and Marcus Smart temporarily, as it may be, it could make a huge difference. Like if, if Miami jumps out to a 2-0 lead, it, it makes a huge difference. So it's going to be a tough series. I-, I hope it goes to game seven. That's what I'm hoping for. Because I feel like it's it's this is going to be a fun, like the Heat, the Heat-Celtics rivalry here is really fun for me because... None of the original players are there. Udonis Haslam does not count, but you know, like from that, <laughs> from that, you know, big three versus the LeBron stuff. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. but we still have the flames that are you know from between the fans. So it's a fun Eastern Conference matchup. You know, this is this is going to be interesting, and I feel like out of all the playoff matchups, th- this one seems the most evened out in terms of the Celtics and Heat are both a little bit deeper than other teams, and they have two legit players in Jimmy Butler, Bam, and Tatum and Brown. So. I feel like it's gonna be fun, man. I, I, I think, but I think that the Celtics come out in seven. I feel like their experience. Mm. I think their experience sweeping the Nets and then um, beating the defending champions. I feel like I gotta credit them there, and I feel like I feel like they will be able to overcome the challenge that is the Heat. I respect that. I feel like the tiebreaker for me is just like I just I fucking love Spolster, bro. Like as a coach, oh. bro. I'm talking about like. Back in the day in high school, I was a D Wade stand, and like I remember the first year Spolster took over. As coach, he had them, I don't know if it was first or second year, but he had them as an elite defense when it was just D-Wade, Scrubs, and the corpse of Jermaine O'Neal. At that point, I was like, this man, Spolster, is stamped. He is Pat Riley's reincarnation. And then when, like, fast forward to 2010, 2011, when, like, the casual LeBron fans were just like, yo, we got to fire Spolster against somebody. I was like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? And I I always loved the, the story. I don't know if you heard about it. It was like, 
in that moment in Miami. I'm, I'm, I'm going back, but I'm going to bring it back forward. But, like, in that moment, in that time of the Big Three era, it was, like, the first month, and they were, like, struggling. LeBron actually went to Pat Riley. He's like, yo, I want Spolster out of here or something like that. And Pat Riley was like, get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real G. And it paid off, bro. That's some real shit. And, like, you know what I mean? It's for a reason because I think definitely think Spolster, if he's not the best coach, He's in that top three conversation oh, right now. For you know sure. I mean? For sure. And that's a tiebreaker for me. I feel like he's not afraid to make any and all adjustments. He's like almost like Ty Lu in that way. He'll try whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Bro, Duncan like, Robinson, $96 million player, has been getting DNPs. And, yo, it takes a lot of balls to do that. A lot yeah. of balls that Tom Thibodeau does not have. At all, bro. Like, how many times do we back during the season? Like, yo, we get it. Evan Fournier, it's political. He's playing because of his contract. But, like, yo, just bench him. Supposed to don't give a shit. You know what I mean? He's like, yo, Dunk Rollins, you in the back. Max Struess, who literally I think was like a bench Gabe warmer on Vincent Dallas and Max Struess have been starting these games, man. These are NBA 2K created players. Like, literally generic names that, like, the, the, the fucking franchise mode auto-generates for the fucking draft class, whatever the fuck. That's super nerdy, by the way, for our gamer pals out there. <laughs> but <laughs> way back in the day. Um, yeah, man. Like, Miami, I just feel like that's my biggest thing with them. Spolstra, he's legitimately a culture changer, a monster of a coach, and... I also like Jimmy, bro. I, we were talking about it offline before we started recording, but I fuck with Jimmy, like, heavy. And, like, it might be because he's an asshole, and, like, uh, <laughs> I'm a recovering asshole, so I've kind of fuck with that. Recovering, you know I mean? right? Recovering. Recover, recover. <laughs> I'm grown now. You know what I mean? Uh, 30, 30 Mental years health old. therapy, we're all for it. Bro, you know what I mean? Like, the big 3-0 for me is, like, this year, so I'm, like, I'm recovering asshole. I'm grown now, mature. But I kind of like the asshole shit that Jimmy does, bro. So... I'm, and you know what? Obviously, fuck Boston. That's the biggest thing overall. It's so, so tough, man. I hate both these teams so much. Like <laughs> These are two teams that the Knicks have. And I feel like it's always with the Knicks. We're always just like punching anyone. Like anyone so in front enemies, of us. Bro. We're like, fuck this. We fuck got this. so many enemies. Fuck all of you. <laughs> fuck all of you. But I, I, I'm with you, man. I think Eric Spolster is a one-of-a-kind one coach. But I'm just going to say, man, Ime, through these playoffs, he's been doing a lot. So uh, mm -hmm. I, I didn't have a lot of respect for him earlier in the season. I actually was one of the people who were like, man, this new hiring of this coach was ass. This was a bad idea. Um, You should shit Brown out. Like, I was saying all the wrong things, apparently. And he's proven me wrong. So that's the only reason I'm like, this could be it for him. You know, this could be his coming out moment. Because remember, mm -hmm. this guy is coach. He's been coaching with Greg Popovich. He got a chance to coach with the, the Nets last year. And, you know, right, right. these experiences have been great. But if we're going to go off history, man, Eric Spolster is the one. He, he's the guy. He's not yeah. easy to play with. <laughs> I mean, shit, I would love to see it. Spolstra versus Steve Kerr, Heat versus Warriors. Uh, that would be a dope finals. Very, very dope. It, it ends up becoming like almost like a cerebral chess match between two of arguably the best two coaches. We'll put probably Greg Popovich number one and then Steve Kerr and Eric Spolstra right behind him. Like. Facts, facts. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, shit. Uh, I think that about does it. Um, any other kind of remaining thoughts? I want to kind of wrap, wrap this up too quickly and awkwardly, but fuck it. I mean. Our host has left us. Uh, it's so crazy how we got that. I was literally about to make, the last thought I have is like really missing Mo right now. <laughs> like Mo yeah, would have like, Mo would have known how to like just like funnel this into one last thing, and we're just like <laughs> you and me are yeah, just like we're like children just throwing darts on a board. Like yeah, like I, I want to talk about I mean, this. Bro. Like, the, the teacher's gone. The substitute's here, and the substitute <laughs> don't give a shit. You know what I mean? We over here just like throwing shit around. You know what I mean? Because uh, we go for hours, but um. Yeah, I mean, thank you to our listeners for listening. You know what I mean? Uh, keep rocking with Nickish. Um, I know Mo's going to be mad I didn't mention this at the top. But, yeah, definitely check out our apparel, Nick Shapiro. We got stuff cooking for the summer. That That's best believe that. You know what I mean? Because um, we know hoodies, as dope as they are, they're not really summer wear. So that's just a tease. You know what I mean? That's a professional tease about what we go. got cooking. But, uh, 
Yeah, any last thoughts? And then uh, before we close out, bro, because otherwise I might just do the trademark piece. Nah, let's get it. Let's get the piece. All right, peace. Peace.